What's going on, Anchor? Gonna go off the cuff, one take, one episode here. This is the first episode, um, instead of using the station and archiving it, um, this is gonna be an actual five-minute episode. Um, if you don't know me, once again, my name is Troy Bennett. I am always recording these from my car on the way to the gym. Uh, I work as a personal trainer in one of the leading gyms in the city of Chicago. And... I'm a little bit different from your typical fitness buff on YouTube, Instagram, and here on Anchor. I'm not one to show off my body and be like, I'm a fitness model. You should do what I say because I have no life outside the gym. And in order for you to look like me, you're going to have to do the same. Six small meals a day, never eat, drink a beer, and lift, bruh, two and a half hours a day. No, this is a more unique approach to fitness, training, motivation. Uh, I call this the geek's perspective on fitness and motivation. And I guess before I even approach that, I know some of the trolls out there are like, well, what does he know about geekdom and shit like that? So I gotta do the obligatory geek creds episode here. Let me fuck the fitness creds. And oh, by the way, I am from the Chicago area, therefore I curse a lot. If this, If it isn't for you, do me a nice, kind, solid, and go fuck off. <laughs> so, I grew up, uh, I was born in 1985. I grew up on a lot of uh, 90s action movies. So I remember, you know, the glory days of Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sliced Alone, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, when he was struggling to be relevant. And uh, there was a lot of great uh, 90s nostalgia that I can just look back on. Uh, we had the Batman animated series, which was a lot better than it had any right to be. You know, for a kid's show, it was really, really deep. I was huge on Power Rangers. It got me into martial arts, which would then eventually get me into the fitness game. And around my teenage years, around uh, 90s and 2000s, I got into uh, good old Dungeons and Dragons, this pre-World of Warcraft. Uh, in fact, a lot of D&D, you know, every D&D gamer knows that a lot of those mechanics went into massive multiplayer online RPGs and RPGs of any kind. The concept of leveling up, the concept that you have to do something and experience things in order to become better and all those things have some sort of statistical and numerical value you know that actually plays a lot into how i approach fitness in the modern day you know putting what is the relative putting what is the immeasurable and intangible into a numerical value that you know you'd be able to strive towards so love that um i was decently into anime, I'll admit I'm not huge into it, um, my favorites are obviously shonen series such as Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, uh, I'm a casual fan of Bleach, uh, Naruto's I'm 50-50 on it, I know it's kind of cool but I'm not huge into it, um, growing up I was also into the Mobile Suit Gundam series, uh, which, you know, did a lot, uh, as far as, like, make me burn a lot of cash, you know, buying models to build. And so, those were a lot of my huge influences. Oh, by the way, a combination of D&D and Shonen Anime, if you have never seen or read the manga Berserk, oh, God, just that series alone must have bumped my testosterone up by like 50%. Um, as far as comic books, you know, I'm huge on Batman. I know it's really mainstream to be a Batman fan nowadays, but I am 
more into the actual kind of like the lore of Batman and not just the movies, you know. The movies were alright, especially during the, the Christian Bale series, uh, Christopher Nolan series. But I love the comic book lore. I love how you know Bruce Wayne had to leave uh, in certain periods of time, and the mantle of Batman had to be passed on to you know certain people, certain proteges. Um, he had a tighter, more closer knit family than most of the comic book universe, and because he had no powers, because had to overcome the harshness of adversity to become godlike, you know, right alongside gods. That resonates a lot with me and resonates a lot in my motivations and how I approach, you know, fitness and, you know, the psychological aspects of working out and life. So, got five seconds left. Next episode's coming up. In the meantime, I'll see you guys later. What's going on, guys? So there's been a lot going on, um, just in general. One of the things that caught my attention the most was the upcoming super fight between Notorious Conor McGregor and Floyd Money, boring his balls to watch Mayweather. Um, as you can tell, I'm not the biggest Floyd Mayweather fan in the world. It used to be cool. It used to be cool to be his fan. It's not so much anymore. Um, being in the martial arts game for as long as I've been, and still training in martial arts, even now, from the time I was 10, you know, I, I have a different perspective, a little bit deeper perspective as a fight fan. And so I've been asked this question a lot. What chance does Conor McGregor have of beating Floyd Mayweather? Well, let's just say this. Conor McGregor said he's gonna knock out Floyd Mayweather within four rounds. My reply, bruh, you better. Floyd Mayweather is a boxing savant. He's a boxing supercomputer. He has a really, really uh, elusive and boring as balls defense that buys him time to analyze the footwork, the distance, the rhythm, and the habits of any opponent he fights. It's the reason why you never watch his fight tape. He never needs to. He's going to learn exactly what he needs to know within four rounds. It's actually a very risky proposition because if the guy is, is as ferocious as they come, they're going to try to knock Floyd out within four rounds. And many, many, many people have come close. I remember Shane Bosley almost came close. Um, I remember Miguel Cotto came very close to, to really putting a hurt on him. But they all had a to four round window to take him out. Otherwise, Floyd knew exactly, exactly what he needed to know to win that fight by points. He lacks the knockout power to take McGregor out. He hasn't knocked out anybody since he moved up to 147. And all his knockouts in the entire fight record were at lighter weight classes. So, you'd be hard pressed to find a knockout in the later parts of his career. But, he's definitely going to be hard to hit. He's going to be really hard to hit for Conor McGregor. And on top of that, Conor McGregor is an MMA counterfighter. He is great at doing basically the UFC mixed martial arts version of Floyd, what Floyd Mayweather does. Times his counter punches, nails a guy, but the difference is Conor McGregor is wearing four-ounce boxing gloves and is still fighting within a weight class that allows him to knock people out. 
when a fighter goes up too many weight classes, they'll eventually hit a wall in their knockout power. Floyd did it when he hit, went up to 147, 155. He could have knocked those guys out. Conor McGregor experienced it against Nate Diaz, where his punches were very accurate. They were very sharp, and they were very good. And had anybody smaller than Nate Diaz, they would have went down. But Diaz didn't. He was much a much bigger guy, and as a Diaz brother, had a lot of overall toughness. So, in conclusion, I would say if you're able to throw some money into the fight, I'd say toss 20 bucks towards Conor McGregor because the odds of him winning are so steep. You could probably get a huge payoff if you pay bet just a little bit of money, a little bit of money, you'll be willing to let go. <laughs> Don't gamble beyond your means, especially in this case, because you're basically uh, donating to a, a, a small lottery ticket. <laughs> so, based on what I've seen of Conor McGregor's just sheer boxing skill, I don't think he's going to outbox somebody who's known to outbox fighters. Now, is this fight going to destroy the credibility of boxing? Well, that's what they said about the Pacquiao Mayweather fight. And lo and behold, Canelo Alvarez to the rescue. He gets his massive, awesome super fight with Miguel Cotto after Pacquiao Mayweather and keeps boxing still relevant. Now... Canelo Alvarez has the daunting job of fighting Triple G, Gennady Golovkin, the knockout machine, the real-life Ivan Drago. That's the fight I'm looking forward to the most, and that's going to happen after Maymac. So, boxing just keeps on rolling, and we just keep on watching. Any comments, just shoot them out to me. I'll talk to you guys later.